he tries and it's like occupied. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Please I'm leave. Yeah, we go. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew and fellow listeners? Uh, I can't speak for the fellow listeners, but I can speak for myself. Uh, I am doing. Okay, for a Thursday evening recording. And how is everyone's Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully everyone's Wednesday. If you're listening to this on the Wednesday of the day release or any other Wednesday or any other day of the week, hopefully your day is well and you're having a good day. If not, stay tuned for a fun-filled episode where that might change your mind. Yep, I'm sure it'll bounce all over the place. We we'll got a lot, to lots to chat about today of various content stuff. Um. Yeah. Of various fandoms and everything. In yeah, we're going to be definitely all over the place. A little bit. A little bit. Definitely. As of recording this, the spring anime, or summer anime season, rather, has begun. Exactly. So there's been some shows that have come out. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen was today. Yeah. It's pretty good. The first episode, I checked it out. So we'll see how that continues on. Not all the shows have started yet, but we have Slowly be- but officially surely. begun the summer. The summer season, anime. Which is exciting. Yeah, no, for sure. Like uh, covered in our episode 60. of what we'll be watching, Summer Anime 2023. So Check it out if you haven't. Go listen to that. Or watch it on YouTube. Or watch it on YouTube, because that's on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, we have yeah. content. Some YouTube videos coming out. Yeah, slowly but surely. But we've uh, we've updated uploaded the episode sixty with some nice visuals, um, and we've done two reaction videos so far. Nothing to different crazy, trailers. but s- starting starting somewhere. Starting somewhere, and as hypothetically highly probable as it stands right now, as of today when we're recording this episode, we're making plans to shoot some board game content next week. So stay go. tuned for that. If we shoot it next week, I'm hoping to have it up on the YouTube channel before the end of July. So if stay tuned, because uh, we'll let you know if we record it or not. That is true. We'll definitely if let. If not, <laughs> if not, hold Matt accountable. Don't hold, no. It's not me holding myself accountable. It's holding the other people accountable. Oh, okay. So we're already blaming other people, but that'll go on both the Nerdy Misfits and that'll be the first content on the Nerdy, Nerdy Misfit Misfit Play channel. channel. Which, if you're not subscribed, you should go subscribe because. Which is I definitely know. where a lot of the full board game content yeah. will be out. The plan is to split it up into. More bite-sized pieces for... More like a sizzle reel of moments, highlights from the Highlights, game. how to play, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Matt might do a video if it's a, a game maybe not as well known. Yep. Might do a quick, this is how the game is played, and take clips from the game. The plan is, if you're listening to this episode, the first game that we'll be playing is a board game called Here to Slay. So stay tuned for that, as long as everything goes according to plan. And then, yeah, we'll have the full game on... The uh, Nerdy Misfit Play. So if you exactly. want to see how a full playthrough goes through and the excitement that exactly. happens behind it. And we've also released a couple TikToks too. You want to see our literal reactions after seeing the Spider-Verse movie or the Flash movie? Pretty That's much instant on there. reactions. That is within literally leaving the theater in the car. Boom, yeah. reactions. So yeah, so that's something to look forward to too. You should check Actually, out our TikTok. Perfect segue. That's what I'm thinking. To the Flash news, which is Warner Do Brothers it. has pulled Flash from apparently over 1,500 theaters due to loss of money, obviously. Yes. And uh, apparently the film is also struggling to go beyond their budget of $300 million that they had for the film. question is, what made more money, the Morbius film or the Flash movie? Uh, I'm going to go with Flash. But by how much? Probably a, launch, a bunch, actually. I, I think I haven't checked the Flash numbers, but I'm going to predict the Flash. Yeah, the f- yeah, Flash's budget and obviously the budget. Because the budget for the Flash was about three hundred million, Morbius did not even hit one hundred million for the budget. Well, that's good. Good yeah. on Sony. Yeah, they actually made money. Like they, they passed the budget. I mean, it's not a high budget to pass, but I mean, it is, but it isn't. It, it in is in the context it, of superhero films. Yeah. What's uh the 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 box office look like for the Flash right now? I it says two uh, based on the Wikipedia page. Um, it says two forty eight point six worldwide. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me double check that. So even if that is somewhat close to the number, that's, yeah, not great. 
I type in Flash box office. These are the titles that come up. Flash finally reaches a major box office goal weeks after release. Ezra Miller's The Flash is on track to be one of the worst performing dot dot dot. The Flash becomes worst box office flop in superhero movie history. Uh, why mm. were Indiana Jones and The Flash box office bombs? Flash finally passes domestic domestic box office milestone. Okay. Domestic box office milestone. So yeah, it sounds like they're still probably working to hit even. Which I honestly I don't think it was like we weren't fans. No. We definitely weren't like this is such a great film. But it also wasn't the worst DC film. Yeah, worldwide is two hundred and forty eight. Domestic is wasn't, wasn't the worst DC film. So I'm a little surprised it hasn't hit three especially all the marketing that went into it. The hype. Yeah. The hype was there. We the were hype hyped. was there. We, uh, we we were intrigued. We were hyped on the podcast. We even if it low expectations, but hype. Yeah. And I thought that a lot more people would probably go out and see it, but it seems like most people are thinking, hey, I'm just going to wait for it to come to max and I'll just watch it with my subscription I already have. Yep. Which I feel like that's an appropriate. Understandable. Yeah, that's appropriate response. Because <laughs> I wish we would have done that. So it looks like between uh, June 29th and June 30th, so the Thursday to the Friday, is when they took out about um, math like seven seventeen hundred theaters. It took out Jeez. like it opened. It opened with four hundred. Sorry, four thousand two hundred thirty four theaters. That was opening night, mm-hmm. and now we're sitting at two thousand seven hundred eighteen. So about fifteen hundred at least. Knocked off. Knocked off this past weekend. Yeah, <sighs> which is unfortunate because even with like Independence Day and Canada Day, like you think people would be going to the movies. Big, yeah, it would have been bigger. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Hard to predict a lot of films, honestly. That is true. I Things that hit... Once people knew that it didn't impact the new DCU, I feel like that's what took it out. If you were to say this is the start, this is the setup, and they filmed it accordingly, that's the story fit accordingly, Yep. it could have... That would have had a bigger impact, I, I in my opinion. Part of the issue is it literally does... It doesn't impact anything. No, it really doesn't. In fact, it actually makes it worse. No, it doesn't make things worse because it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> it's just there. Just a movie. It's and so as a standalone movie, right it's that. eh. You know? Yep. Oh, DC. What are you doing? DC, DC. Um, Maybe that Isekai will be better. No. You don't uh, think so? <sighs> a lot of people seem to like it. I mean, it looked great in terms of look. Like looked great. animation was great. The art yeah. style was cool. Wit Studio can't. Yeah, you know, they do great they, things. You can't argue with that. My thing, and I say it in the YouTube reaction video. You should go check it out. Um, that I'm like, it's su- called Suicide Squad, but there's only there's Joker definitely no Suicide Harley. Squad that we saw. Yet. It should have been called like Harley and the Joker or yeah. Isekai. Something. We saw the fantasy elements of your typical Isekai yeah. outlet. You know, we saw some orcs, which I think Matt called Pumbas. <laughs> But those are orcs. Um, yeah, just, it kind of, we saw a dragon. Yeah. It was very stereotypical, what you would expect from fantasy isekai. And they just plopped in the Joker and Harley Quinn. But we didn't, yeah, we didn't, uh, did we see another Suicide Squad character at no, all? No, I paused it because I thought, I was like, oh, maybe this is Killer Croc. And I was like, nope, not Killer Croc. Yeah. Not Swamp Thing, so, nothing. Um, maybe... Not appropriately named. Not. We don't know for sure. It was a teaser trailer, so we haven't seen a full trailer. Yeah, but still, you call it Suicide Squad, and it's just. Jo- well, why is the Joker in it? That's another big. That's a big factor too. Is the Joker has never. Why is been... there so, the Suicide Squad hype is just real? James Gunn pushed People it. People love, so... but there's so many now. Yeah, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. To be fair, like, um. There's like an animated Suicide Squad movie called like Hell to Play or something. Haven't seen it. The the good Suicide Squad movie that I've seen is not even called Suicide Squad. It's called Batman Assault on Arkham. I've seen that one. And that yeah. is a great film. It takes place in the Arkham fun. game fun. universe. Yeah, yeah and the, that is a Suicide Squad movie. I know. Yeah, yeah. But it, the story is good and it doesn't like, you know, they call it like the Team X or whatever it's called. Task Task Force X. Which is, it, it's the same thing. Yeah, it is, it is Suicide Squad. But it isn't just the Joker and Harley Quinn. No, it's not. It's the Suicide Squad. Seems like sometimes they're just an excuse to call it the Suicide Squad, but they're like, ah, it's a Harley Quinn and Joker film. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's. Well, we digress. We'll see. We'll see what that has in store. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So sucks for the Flash. Maybe DC's Blue Beetle will. I don't even want to get my hopes up. Like I want to because it looks good, but I. It looked very Iron Man esque. Iron Man meets Power Rangers. That I mean, (laughs) that's pretty good. Felt accurate. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Had it seemed to have a lot of marvel-esque humor too i don't want to say they're trying to just straight copy marvel now but it does feel like maybe they're realizing that well this is the thing based on that it's also james gunn who is has directed three successful marvel films at this point i think he has an idea of what sells what it takes yeah to to sell to superhero and he did the suicide squad film which is like one of the one of the better performing exactly and then that came on to the peacemaker tv show and now james gunn's the literally the backbone of the new dceu but i think yeah like you said like it's i think with james gunn front-roading it and being like yeah we can use some of the marvel humor because it sells we don't have to be so dark because that has always been my pet peeve with the dc movies is that not every single film has to be dark yeah superman's a character for hope yeah even the green lantern film they did years ago like that was still pretty dark like it was shot in a very darker style tone i guess in a way you can say just to make the green highlights better but I think the other thing is DC always, it does, the universe as a whole comparative to Marvel does have a little bit more yeah, darker themes, a lot more, I'm going to say in comics, even a lot more mature style stories. 100%. So I get it. I get that they don't want it to be this joke fest, but we have now been, I don't want to say scammed, but. Scammed. <laughs> Gone in with high hopes or it just, the the bar just keeps getting lower somehow. And then you don't think it can get any lower and then it's there. But that's why the thing that does give me hope about Blue Beetle is it's Blue Beetle. Yeah. It's a character not many people know about, know a lot about, which is unfortunate in terms of, I don't think it's going to be the most popular box office wise. No. Especially not after the flash. But it's a good tester yeah. to test maybe writing style maybe they introduce a lot more humor than they've had before see how that works out and it's kind of gives me guardians of the galaxy s vibes in terms of this is a these is a character we we don't know how many other characters might be in it yeah but it's a more niche character i agree so there's some risk to being a niche character but with that risk comes Potential for greatness, really. Well, just, yeah, you can, people can be like, oh, I never knew about this character. He's so cool. Guardians of the Galaxy. And get, yeah, get Even Ant-Man. Ant-Man comics spiked after that film. Yeah, that's true. Iron Man. Iron Man even, that's a classic example. Iron Man was a, arguably. He's a B tier. Like a B minus almost. He had, he had important. Moments. um, Moments in. Comics. In comic stories. Yeah. But. In like he was definitely not. But for a single a, Iron Man story sales, not the best. But yeah, but always relevant for adventure. Level yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it looked the trailer looks good. The bar is at the bottom. It's a character that's not as well known. It can only help it, I think, in terms of people not hyping it up. You know, it's not like Batman where you're expecting it to be. The Dark Knight level. Exactly. That's what people now expect, which is unfair, I think, also. I agree. I think the Dark Knight trilogy is its own its own thing. It's over. That's something else. Let's let's just not hate new Jokers, new Batmans. Let's just let it exist. Let those actors be that character their own in thing. their own exactly. way. But I think Blue Beetle is a safe, safer bet in terms of, hey... People don't know much about them. I mean, there's still going to be the Blue Beetle fans. I might oh, be disappointed yeah. Blue sure. Beetle and Booster Gold fans will be ecstatic. But they might be disappointed because exactly. they actually know the character and like, nope, they did my character dirty. That's always, there's always those kind of, it's going to, I mean, not right. elitist. There's always like, going to be people that are going to say that no matter exactly. what. Exactly. This is not totally accurate to the comic books but that I really enjoy. For the people that aren't as into comics, they're going to be like, I've never heard of this character. That might get them to go to the yeah. theater. Or maybe they see it, they're pleasantly surprised, and they're like, hey, I want to see more stuff about that isn't Batman, that isn't yeah. the main... You mean the there's more characters in the DC Universe than the core four we always see on screen? Yeah. Well, and the other thing is Ezra Miller's Flash, I'm sure, is done, which yeah. 
probably best for DC as a whole. Yeah. We're not going to get into that. I didn't dislike him as the Flash necessarily. No, he did good overall as the character. But as a person, he's a horrible person. Yes. So, Correct. they finally, finally got this Flash movie out, and now they can always get another Flash. They I want to see a cool Flash movie. I do. I do too, because it's also bad, because you look at the TV show, and the TV show as a whole... It's solid. Pretty solid show. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like the fact that you can do a show like that, have good, solid storylines with a smaller budget. Yeah. Just bring Grand Coast in. Oh, I freaking wish. Just bring Min as the Flash. He did so well. Why not? Unfortunately, he wants to move on from the character, too. Yeah, but then he gets a movie role as the Flash. It's true. And maybe he stays as the Flash. Because I bet movie is a lot different than doing the TV show. To an extent, yeah. TV show seems a lot more work. Yes. You're signed on for a longer period of time, technically. Longer period of time, the w- the amount of work you do, you're going in a lot more. Film, it's like, hey, I'm working on it from this time yeah, to this exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Here's the Maybe window. I get called in to do some reshoots. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Whereas the TV show, it's, hey, I'm working on episode this to this during this time. Then I'm yeah. working on episode this to this on this time. And you can take oh, a break I for a couple a, weeks. I get a but couple then... break. Oh, and then we're coming. If the season got re- a new yeah. season, got re- like we got renewed for another season. Okay, I got to do it all again next year. Exactly. But speaking of DC Comics and everything like that, um, I was at Chapters a couple weeks ago, and I came across this Batman graphic novel. Uh, now, called- you say I came across this Batman graphic novel, but how many did you end up getting? Listen, I'll tell the story, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll go about the checkout. About okay, because so, I just want I want the audience to know Matt sees this graphic novel, has not read this graphic novel. Okay, now continue your story. I see a graphic novel called Batman Beyond the White Knight, and I was like, oh, sweet, a new Batman Beyond story. I'm a big fan of Batman Beyond. That is a big yeah, big Batman Beyond fan. So I go. I don't know if we've talked about that. We don't. I don't. We have not too much about but, my Terry McGinnis. I but think that's fair to say. Matt we've hinted is, at it very. That is a big. What was the, the the big story that came out while well, Future's End? Yeah, Future's End. Matt loved that. I love the concept Ate of it, it and then it just got it progressively wasn't great, worse. But the longer it went on, the more worse it got. I feel like that's a lot of those more weekly Yeah. Yeah. It just falls. Same with uh Batman Eternal was Batman solid. And Batman and Robin Eternal, not so good. Yeah, Batman and Robin Eternal was not great. Batman Eternal was impressive how they managed to keep the story interesting for yeah, that for long. For fifty two weeks straight. But yeah. Batman Robin Eternal. Trying to play off the success. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, But anyway, so I see Batman Beyond, Batman Beyond White Knight, and I was like, "Oh, cool, this sounds good." So I look in the back, and it goes, "It's a sequel to this." And I was like, "Huh, I haven't read the other. I haven't read that one. Maybe I'll go to, I'll go see if they have that." And then they did. They had Batman Curse of the White Knight, and it was like, "This is a sequel to this one." And I was like, "Uh, "You kind of got to be kidding me." So then I go and I find that first volume called Batman White Knight, and then I read the back, and I was like, "Oh, this is a very interesting concept." And, and then, then I got all three. And then there was a sign that was right beside me. He said, buy three, get wow. on the fourth it's free. Like God was there was telling like, you to hmm. do it. So I did it. Yeah, I bought all three. Did. And I remember reading some of it. And I sent a picture to Connor of like one of the Joker dialogues. Yeah, one of those speech bubbles. And then I was like, dude, this is like good. And then I said a bold statement. When you're surprised that a comic is good. But true. <laughs> this was, this this was, was good. This was pretty good. Um, and I said a bold statement to Connor, and now, Connor, I let you borrow the first volume, Batman White Knight, and I'm curious if you have a very similar opinion, but I remember messaging you, and I said, this is one of the best Batman stories I've read in the last 10 years that was not written by Scott Snyder. Yeah, um, I agree. Because Scott Snyder was Court of Owls, Death of the Family, the whole Bloom situation, oh, all of Batman New 52, New 52 was even amazing. Dark Knight Metals, like, that was all Scott. Confusing. Confusing, but it was still confusing, an interesting but concept. Fun to read. Yeah. But yeah, I came across this, and I was like, this is... Pretty freaking good. Yeah, I would put it honestly. I would put the 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 story up there with the hush, the yeah. the killing joke, like level of wow. This was I a must read. Batman. It was a in a not, I don't even say it's an original story, but it was like an original story. Yeah, no, and, and it, with its within its own, just hey, you want to read a cool Batman story? I I would recommend it. Exactly, because the without giving you guys too much away, because I do encourage everyone to read this. It flips the story in the sense that. The Joker becomes sane and becomes the hero of the story and tries everyone in Gotham to be like, listen, I goofed up. I recognize it. But, but the now the issue, issue is, is Batman. Batman. Yeah. And they tell it really well. And there's lots more twists that go into it. Uh, yeah. Without spoiling things, the Harley Quinn thing is Harley one of, Quinn. I thought that that was one of my favorites too. I thought it was unique. 
Well, and it talked to it really highlighted the personality and the importance of Batman to the Joker. Exactly. Right. I I really liked a lot of the little nuance that they have in that, which. Yeah, I don't want to spoil much about it, but it was a fantastic story. If, I would put it right up there. If this begot an animated movie, I would die for it. Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great. And yeah. well, and these are the types of stories that would be so cool as live action because of just the reversal yeah. that's done and seeing the Joker as a person and not, not, not a just clown. the Joker. Yeah, I would say the big, the only big difference in this universe over the traditional Batman universe, and it's very random that this had to do this but the only big big difference i noticed is the fact that jason todd was the first robin yeah instead of dick grayson that is the only dramatic like but it's not even like it doesn't it's irrelevant it, to it's irrelevant yeah in, at least in the first story. yeah in the first story it's definitely relevant i won't spoil anything else after that there is relevance um, to jason todd as always yeah but of not, course not him being the first robin that's no. kind of it was just kind of a throwaway line yeah, but throwaway it still made stuff. me i was like that's an odd choice but so the series is written by uh, a guy named Sean Murphy, and I want to bring him, the reason why I would bring him up is because when he created this, he created a set of rules. He created a set of rules, the Murphy verse rules, and I have them up here. And this is what it is: the first rule says that any character that dies cannot be revived. That's I am not very comic booky. That's not, very, but I'm actually I'm very happy with that. Confirm no Lazarus pit exists. Exactly. <laughs> uh, rule number two: there can be no internal monologues, which there was not. Which I think is very the first different. Um, third rule states that no series can be rushed, which I feel like this rule, like you said, goes without saying. Yeah, when Matt first brought that rule up to me, I was like, shouldn't that just be a rule of a comic book writer in general? But think about it. What if they took the time with Batman and Robin Eternal? You know what I mean? Like if you. But it's a weekly. Yeah. That was their choice. I know, but I'm just saying, like it's, I get it. Like not revealing, like not sorry, not not rushing it. Um. Fourth rule declares that the authors of the books must have their primary focus, the goal of pleasing their readers. Also, should 100% be a goal always by... But I can see, like, if it's other authors that are, like, smaller and they're like, yo, I'll just do this twist just to get big to say I was the one that killed this character or that character. Yeah, the goal in mind is just to create a good story exactly. for your audience. This one's a fun one. The, the fifth rule expresses that there must be at least one vehicle, such as the Batmobile, in each comic. Each individual uh, there issue. There was a lot of vehicles in. The it was cool though. There were many vehicles. A lot of references to different to Batman different Batman stories, yeah. both live action yeah, and animated, sure. and in the comics. And yeah, then we also had like bikes. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. It was really neat. It no, gave yeah, you an the insight. Art was, the art was also good. Yeah. And it's not one f- of the rules, but it's not. But the art was really good. The final rule, the sixth and final rule, establishes that no series may cross over with another, despite taking place in the same shared universe. He's like, no, we're not doing any like crossover events from. He any doesn't other want multiverse. Justice League coming in, messing up his uh, world, his story. Yeah, right. Like, it's interesting that he does go on. Some to of talk them seem about... a little bit more selfish than others. It does seem like he wants to be known for this. His own Murphy. His, it's literally the called the Murphy verse, right? Yeah, and he wants to make sure that if he stops writing or doesn't write a story in accordance to the Batman, he wants to make sure that people follow the same. The same path he did. Exactly. He's trying to keep it proper and wants yeah. doesn't want people to let's say he passes away, someone else ends up writing. He doesn't want his legacy of of what he did for Batman yeah, exactly. to be kind of ruined. I feel like it's a little selfish, but I get it. The the thing that like throws not throws me off a little bit, but this is his this is what I call his bold statement that he said in an interview. Um in August 2022, Murphy said that his comic book line is DC's equivalent of Marvel Comics Ultimate Imprint. I feel like I've got the freedom in the world and my own universe. Batman, I mean, like, everyone wants that, so I don't know how I ended up here, but it's like the Marvel's Ultimate line, but with Gotham City. Which I'm like, that's a bold statement. Yeah. That's really Just bold. being like, hey, you remember when Marvel did a soft reboot in early 2000s? That's what I'm doing now with Batman. And you're like... That is a very bold statement, sir. It's definitely bold. I don't know if I would go that far because, well, I haven't read the sequels yet. Yeah. But I would almost argue that the reboot of New 52 and the way Scott Snyder handled it was better. I agree. In terms of if you want to say that because he told, he also told unique stories, Mm -hmm. but did have a whole arc covering the origin of his Batman, like his first year, the year one, which was great 
like the zero, like yeah, the zero, zero year, year stuff, yeah, like with the Riddler and yeah, the chaos, that the was chaos like. that was gone. But that was like more of the starting of mm-hmm. new, like how things worked for the new Fifty Two Batman. Exactly. And obviously the original, the stories like the first few yeah. stories, of Court, those were just incredible. But this was a twist. Obviously, we're just. You're thrown into the mythos of you already know. You know who Batman is. Yeah. You know who the Joker is. You know who Harley Quinn is. Like exactly. these are characters we all know, and it's just the slight twists and secrets that he has exposed in his universe are very interesting. Exactly. And some of them unbelievable. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not just shock factor where you're, you're oh no. It's realistic things. It makes sense. Stuff with Alfred, realistic. Yep. Stuff with Dr. Freeze, realistic. Yep. Stuff with like Harley Quinn, realistic. Yeah. I also enjoyed, too, with this story is that, I don't know how it felt for you, but this story almost, yes, it was like the Joker being the main character, but we got to see still a good amount of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, we saw more of, like, the Bruce Wayne side of Batman than the Batman side of Batman, if that makes sense. We saw a lot of Bruce Wayne, but we saw a lot of, how Bruce Wayne can't be Bruce Wayne. Exactly. How he is so tunnel vision when there's some issue that it it he isn't Bruce Wayne. He's always bad. He has Batman's always exactly. on. Honestly, it's just it goes into like a more like which makes sense psychological for his mentality. Yeah, which view, makes sense from, for Bruce. I think from a mental standpoint, yeah. I think that really is how that character is. Which is insane. Batman's always turned on. In Bruce Wayne is not. Which is so sad. He has to work on making sure Bruce is Bruce. That's that's what Alfred is so important for. And honestly, the that's what the Bat family is important for as well, is to kind of bring Bruce to reality. Hey, it isn't just about Batman. They cover all of this. And they cover it well. Yeah. And it's not I, I think too with this story, with it being like more of a Joker, the hero and Batman the villain thing too, is like kind of what you mentioned, but I'm phrasing it slightly different is None of it felt forced. No, it all felt very natural and made sense, which is which is great. That's a great story. Yeah. Telling. Anyways, we can move on from this because I feel like we could just go on and on and do our best. Try not to spoil, but the more we talk about, the more but we yeah, spoil. I definitely would recommend checking it out. Maybe we'll do a. We can do more of a breakdown later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you to read the other two. Yeah. If you we'll still break it interested. down more and maybe put a more of a spoiler and we'll get more in depth. Yeah. To the things we really like about the universe as a whole, but. I think it's up there now with if people are like, hey, what should I read? And they only want, you have to pick one Batman story. It can't be, because the thing is, it's, Court easy, of Owls to rec- is great, it's easy to recommend, oh, just read the new 52 yeah. run. Mm-hmm. But that's multiple volumes. Exactly. That's thing too is with this, the first one, like Batman White Knight, if you don't read anything after that. It's, you're fine. It's, that's what I mean. Yeah. I would put it up there with The Killing Joke. Hush. Hush. This. Um, and is it year one? The, is the one alternate universe one, I think? Yeah, year one. Jeff yeah. Johns? Yep. I think that those are... Those are solid. Solid, just on their own. Yeah. Read this one, one, one volume. One stories. Good to go. I think those are... Un, like, it's, it is up there. Which I was so shocked. Like, I remember, like, I was genuinely shocked when I was like, this is very well done. Yeah. Um, But we'll move on. Still talking about, like, books, or, like, comic books and stuff like that. I wanted to mention that um, by the time this episode comes out, a new Star Wars novel will come out called Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, which... Red Blade? That's what the good guys use, right? Oh, definitely. Um, basically, to give you context, you're following a character. It's a Padawan name. I'm going to butcher this, but... Oh, God. Is Kat Akaris, and she is just a Padawan, and her Jedi... Uh, master? Master gets killed during the Clone Wars. What? And then no one she, died during that. Right? And then she becomes a general to be like, no, like I got to trust my training, trust in the wisdom of the council, trust in the force. And then she starts questioning of, like, where did she come from? Why would she force him? And, like, starts questioning the Jedi Master. Surprise, surprise. And then years pass, the war endures through Clone Wars and everything, and she's like, oh, maybe the Jedi aren't the good thing. Then this is a line from the back of the book. When the Jedi Order finally fails, Izkat seizes the chance to forge a path of her own. She embraces the salvation of Order 66. So she kills Jedi? Yeah, because then she becomes an Inquisitor. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. As I an inquisitor, she finds the freedom that she has always craved to question, to want, and with each strike of her red blade, Iscat moves closer to claiming her new destiny in the Force, whatever the cost. That's kind of fun following an inquisitor or like the origin of one. It's that's, different. I like that. 
Um, so that's a big one. And then another big book, um, the us of recording July 6th, Disney came out and said like, this is the newest book in the series. Um, I don't, Connor, I don't know if I've ever told you this, this book series that I'm slowly collecting. It's, it's called Disney's Twisted Tales or okay. A Twisted Tales. A Twisted, wow. A Twisted Tales. Disney's Tongue Twister. Gotcha. And, um, what they do is all the books are named after songs from each individual movie. All and it's just world. a, what if it, that is what the Aladdin one is called. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'll give you, I'll give you like, so like there's an Aladdin one, which is what if Aladdin never found the lamp? There's a Sleeping oh, Beauty you've, no, one. Oh, no, you've told me about this. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast is what if Belle's mother cursed the beast. Mulan is what if Mulan had to travel to the underworld? Like some of them are very unique. Um, what if Cinderella never tried on the glass slipper? Um, what if Rapunzel's mother drank a potion from the wrong flower? I mean, some of these you can just say they're gonna just going to be depressing freaking stories. Yeah. <laughs> Right. There's one called Suddenly Super, which is the incredible one that's coming out. And it's what if Violet became an agent of syndrome, which I'm like, that seems spooky. Random. Um, but the one that I was very excited for, I was waiting for this one to come out. It's based on Brave. Okay. Which is the song is Fate Be Changed. And it's what if the witch gave Merida a different spell? Oh. And this, this is why I'm going to read you the description because you'll understand why it's, it's piqued my interest here. Um, if you could change your fate, would you? Merida understands that as Princess of Clan Dunbrot, she is certainly ob- she has certain obligations, but that doesn't mean she has to like it. Especially one of those obligations means losing her freedom by becoming the thought to a man she has never met. Merida embarks in the transition, but her mother, Queen Eleanor, insists that Merida must do this to embrace her role as a future queen. But determined to chart her own path, Merida follows magical wisps to a witch's cottage where she's given a magic pastry and promises it will incite a great transformation in her mother. But instead of feeding the pastry to her mom, she feeds it to herself. And then she awakes in the past as a new... So Merida awakes in the past, and now teenage Eleanor is holding a knife to her throat, accusing her of espionage, her mother, in the past. She's been transported to a time where the clans McCameron and Dunbarch are bitter enemies, and it just so happens that the timing of Merida's arrival has also kept Eleanor and Fergus from meeting. Oh, The classic... Snap, yeah. Oh, the, the Back, the to, back the to the Future concept, yeah. So back, I'm like... Back to the Future. Disney. Disney edition. Disney um, princess edition. <laughs> But there's a bunch. Like they're coming out in the anthology one later this year. So there's going to be a Treasure Planet one. There's going to be a Lion King one. Another Mulan one. But yeah, like I said, there's there's a bunch. But that's all in the book community that I can come up with right now. Crazy stuff. But I'm pumped for Star Wars. I'm pumped for Disney. And Mar- actually, no, one more thing. Both are Disney. Both are Disney. And speaking of Disney, let's talk about a new Disney series that they're coming out with as well. A new Disney series. Books. Oh, books. Um, yes, yeah, so they're coming out with three novels next year. Art books. No, not art Comic books. books. Manga. Disney manga. Marvel is bringing a what if book series. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. But these are the three ones that they're coming out with. We have what if Loki was worthy. Damn. Okay. PBOP. Pretty broken. Then this is the one that I'm like, why is this a story? <laughs> um, what if? Wanda Maximoff. Oh no. And Peter Parker were siblings. It what, doesn't what make why? sense. Why, why are we doing the Scarlet Witch Spider-Man story of all characters? Sometimes they're a little out there with the what ifs. Yeah. Sometimes I like when it's some some what if Peter wasn't bitten by the spider and it was Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. Someone else. Whatever. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. What? How on earth would that even happen? I don't know. I don't know. But then the third one, which is the one I'm excited about, is what if Mark Spector was a host to Venom? So Moon Knight getting the Venom symbiote. And this is why I'm most quizzical about it is because... That'd be a cool costume. Moon, The costume's going to look great. But Moon Knight <laughs> also already has like three personalities. Yeah, he's got some issues. So how would, like, how would Venom add to that? Would Venom be like the main host? I would be more interested but, in what the host would be like the next host would be like that's what i mean like how do they react to the venom symbiote being yeah. attached how to how would them? venom react to being part of are we getting moon three knight. different venom suits then because would, it's would three moon different knight characters then go to in the next one? character next random character and the poor schmuck is just like i didn't choose to have this issue now but now i've got crazy exactly. multiple per- like does the Ven- venom symbiote thing get multiple personality disorder that's what i mean there is the possibilities is very intriguing that's cuz yeah it sounds like Moon Knight could probably corrupt. That's it. Probably be almost the opposite. That's when Moon Knight corrupts <laughs> Venom. Instead. Yeah, Venom would be corrupted, and Venom would be like, "I didn't like that." <laughs> the symbiote was not a fan of that one. 
That's what I think would happen. Or he gets kicked out. Mm, that'd be another one, yeah. Like, he tries, and it's like, occupied. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Please Unless leave. they do a carnage concept where the Venom symbiote gets into, like, the bloodstream, and, like, it becomes oh, part of him. Yeah. Then Venom becomes a fourth personality. Yeah, Her- that's just what he needs. I think it's just the concept is that's a better what if yeah the other two loki what if loki worthy that one's like you're kind of basing off norse mythology yeah that's more norse mythology uh in the marvel universe if it's a what if if he was worthy he's probably not bad yeah so it's kind of boring it's like okay well then he's worthy does that make does that make thor not worthy then like that'd be the only thing i'm curious is like thor Thor dies Yeah. Or the many times Thor's not worthy, he just picked it up. Exactly. I don't know. There's a difference. But that's a that's more makes more sense as a what if still. Yeah. Scarlet Spider Scarlet Spider. Scar Scarlet Witch and Spider Man. Scarlet Spider is a character. Yeah, I don't know why that threw me off. That one is kinda meh. I'll still probably grab it, but I don't know. Yeah, that one's less that one's like less appealing for sure. Um, Going on the Marvel train. Marvel. Um, when this episode comes out, there will only be one episode left of Secret Invasion. So stay tuned in probably two weeks from this episode. We're going to be talking about all about Secret Invasion. So if you haven't read it, this is your warning to catch up. We're going to be doing an episode about it in two weeks from this release date. Yes. Um, the technology. Nick exactly. Fury's so young. Crazy. Crazy. How do they do that? <laughs> um, and then one thing I want to talk about too, Carter, I don't know if you watched it or not. I sent it to you. I don't know if you watched it or not. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they released a deleted scene yep. about the end of the movie. Yep. Did you watch it? No. Okay. I had, I had to care about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. True. The only thing is... I, it does... Spoiler... It, it, I've read, I read parts about it. So, to be fair, it sounds like it answered some people's complaints about the movie. Yeah. I think it kind of makes the movie worse. That's why you shouldn't release stuff like that after. Exactly. We're not going to talk about it, actually. I know I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy has been out, but I also know one of our avid listeners has not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yet. That is Tim. Calling Tim out. Just what, You're just calling Tim calling out? Calling Tim out right now. Oh, my God. Watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3, my guy, so we can talk more about it and you can listen Tim, to Tim, you episodes. do what you want. Don't let Matt tell you. Watch it. Anyways. So that's uh, it's a lot of the... Yeah, a lot of Star Wars, Marvel, DC, what little we've been all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of things going on. Busy exactly. summer, busy summer, Dude, definitely a busy summer. Cap. Speaking of busy, yeah, you've uh, wrapped up a recent gig that was sucking the life out of you. So now you've decided to do more of a something for fun in your field. Yes, you've been filming a short film. I have. How's that been going? Phenomenal. Actually, I've I've missed. So like with the last six and a half months, I have been working on a project that has just been killing me internally and partially ex- in externally. Yeah, both. Both both internal, external of this project that was just dr- dragging me down and it made me not want to edit. And like it just burnt me out with a lot of being creative. And then a local company came out with a third film challenge. And to give you context, they've had two of them before. I put short films out for both of them. I won both of them. Um, they're both very sci-fi theme of alien eggs. So the third one came out and the first two had scripts already for us. Mm-hmm. But the third one, they're like, no, you guys need to write the script this time around. Can't be anything more than 10 minutes. You have to do A, B, C, D, and E in your script. I was like, set. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so then I, with a good friend of mine, um, she was driving back home. And it was like a two-hour drive. We sat down while we were on the phone, and we wrote this entire script. And it's 10 pages. And I think just being able to write a script again was super fun. It was super creative. Yeah, I was going to say, what's what's been your favorite part? Being the director? I know that you you also are the talent. I'm also one talent, of the actors in it as well. But you're also the writer. Yeah, it's I'm doing a little bit of everything. I think just being probably the director is super fun because I get to interact. And there's a... The reason why I say the director part, because I loved writing it. I love the editing aspect. But there's a moment on set, and it brought me back to like my fundamentals of college, is we're shooting this scene, and one of the actors, he's tr- he goes off this line, and he's just not saying it right. And he's like speeding through it or whatever. Like he's, he's not, sorry, he's not speeding through it enough, and then he like has to say this one line at the very end and not say anything else. 
Right, he has to do it the way that you've envisioned. Exactly, it. and but it's also because of the is one of the requirements in the script. Like, yeah, the final line, right? Yeah, the final line, and he kept saying the line, and then he'd be like, "But and uh," like he'd say that like four or five times after saying because he was getting into the character, he'd be like, oh, "This and that and this and." Oh, uh, he's a very like energetic, yeah. like all bouncing off the walls. Yeah. So then I literally had to pull him aside. I was like, "Dude," I was like, "You're doing great." But, like, you need to say it, like, a little bit faster, and you need to stop at the end of that line. I was like, you can't go past it. He's like, okay, I'll try. He does it again. Ends it wrong. And I was like, dude, do it as if you – because he just saw the Spider-Verse movie, and he loved it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do it as if you're trying to explain it to someone in 10 seconds. I was like, I need you to just be like, this and this, and then, like, explain the bear of it in 10 seconds using that line instead. Mm -hmm. And he nailed it. Beauty. And that's what it is. It's just giving sides to the actors and just having fun and – this project was also a little bit stressful for me because I don't like mixing the different aspects of my life a lot of times. Yeah, you're mixing some of work with, I was a, mixing, with a passion project. I was mixing a good, like a really close, like a good friend of mine. I was mixing one of my works. I was missing old coworkers. I got, to, this is also the first time I got to work with a young child, like a younger kid. That sounded really weird. Yeah, that's not what you say. Like, I've Not never worked actor. with children actors. Don't usually do that. Um, so that was my first time working with that. How and did that then, go, having a child actor? He he was super nervous, but once we did a couple takes, he slowly got more comfortable with it. And we had his dad on set, who's yeah. one of the actors my, as my well. My favorite part, I've seen clips of Matt's <laughs> film, is they have <laughs> they have some scenes at a campfire. And the poor kid, that you could see that the wind was blowing the smoke right into his face. It just, you got to feel for them. <laughs> but he pushed through it. I felt bad. We smoked this kid out <laughs> so much with the fire. Uh, but yeah. I mean, different. They're still different, though. I'm sure. Yeah, and it's also a little bit of different things as well. Where we were shooting in a backyard, which is great. I don't usually like yeah, shooting locations. with fire. Yeah. Um, we shot on the beach. We shot in a bed and breakfast. We shot, shot underwater. I ah, no, I'm getting to that too. <laughs> I shot a scene underwater for the first time. With Matt's, ex- well, for Matt, an expensive camera. Obviously, not a film camera. No, expensive. not like a 4K camera or anything like that. But we, I tested but the waterproof case out. I made sure it worked, but still the initial of like, let me just drop my, my camera, camera in into water. water. It was very stressful and very just, and my thing too is I can't swim, right? So I was like, if I put this wrong, I can't get, someone's going to have to get that for me. Like that's just the mermaid, the mermaid. Yes. Spoiler alert. There's a mermaid <laughs> in the film. Um, but yeah, the but, film's actually inspired totally by uh, the, nope, the 22 nope. to 26 um, nope. short story we discussed. No, by no, the chainsaw writer. no, 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 um, but without going into too much detail about the short film, I'm super excited. Um, it can't be anything more than 10 minutes as it sits right now. It's nine minutes and 59 seconds score. Ooh, um, but the, the exciting part is, and I actually haven't told anyone about this yet for the crew or the cast. Uh, so if I haven't told you yet and you're some of the listeners, because some of our listeners are also in the short film, um, we're doing a cut for the film contest and we're doing an extended cut and we're going to be shooting a couple extra scenes. I actually had to cut two scenes out of the film that we shot. So by the end of it, we're actually going to have like an extended cut director's cut about 20 minutes or so. Very nice. And um, I was going through Instagram today, and the film festival that I applied to a couple years ago for my documentary I did is looking for submissions. Your award-winning documentary. That'd be the one. Um, so I'm not going to reveal the director's cut or the extended cut online anywhere. Oh, you're going to submit it. I'm going to submit it to the LA Skins Fest, which is a Los Angeles Indigenous Film Festival. Very nice. Which is super nerve-wracking, and it's going to be awesome if I get in again. If not, I'm just throwing it in just to throw it in, just put it into the water, you know? Throw hey, my little fish why in Why not? There. Exactly. And why not? I'm more just super ex- more excited. More exposure? Meet more people? Exactly. And I met some really cool people on set, too. Like, I've I was worked with people I haven't worked with before, and we went out to, like, Crystal Beach and shot on a couple different beaches there. Well, you also and connected with some people from school. Maybe yeah, reconnected helped, actually helped rekindle maybe their passion for film, which is one hundred percent accurate because that is a thing that happened. So um, that's great. And there is a crap ton of bloopers as well, which is just always so is. much fun. Always some bloopers. My favorite blooper with oh, giving any context at all. It's Dan Chan who was on one of the episodes earlier. Dan Dot Chan. Dan Dot Chan. He was one of my uh, actors, and he was behind the scenes, and he's. He plays a character named Giuseppe. Giuseppe. And he's a treat. Goes all over it. Very energetic. There's this one deleted scene where he looked at the camera and just goes, your grandpa likes his women like he likes his berries. Blue. Yikes. 
And to get, <laughs> just because we were shooting in the water for a very long time, so the actress had blue lips because she was freezing. Oh. So then he just turns out about it and just goes, Grandpa Lexus, woman Lexi Lexus berries. Blue. He was also pumped. I saw that he posted it in his Discord that he was, I'm sure he talked about it on stream. Yeah. I'm, he seemed really excited. It was excited. super exciting. He loved getting back into it. Um, and Christopher, uh, the actor that played Christopher, uh, Christian, he hasn't been on an episode yet other than episode 52. That was his first time being on a film set. That was my first time actually working on camera with Tim, believe it or not, even though I've worked with projects on him in the past. Well, we have had on the podcast a couple times. times. Yeah. And um, he was on the podcast last week, actually, technically, on this episode release. Yes, he was. It's very, the timeline it feels in my head. like it was weeks ago. But if, in fact, on the episodes, it was only last week. But I think it was just fun, too, is um, people get to see a different side of me that they don't see either. Well, you're a lot more serious, too. Yeah, very serious I'm sure and just... I still have fun. You're still having fun, yeah. but it's but still your project. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of is like being a boss. It is, 100%. You want people to still like you, yeah. but at the end of the day, you need to get stuff but done. But as soon as I say quiet on set, you shut up. <laughs> well, isn't that one of the bloopers? You don't even say action. Oh, yeah, so talking. literally the first blooper of the blooper reel is just... I'm like, all right, mark it. We mark it. And then I walk off and Tim just says the line and I just go, wait till the director says action. And then Tim just yells, I'm used to theater, Matthew. <laughs> Tim is about the theater. The theater. Um, yeah, I can go on and on. But it's also, Matt is also a big fan of. Matt also loves I theater. love the theater. I'm going to the theater in the next couple weeks, actually. Oh, yeah. What are you going to go? Uh, there's well, a new, there's a couple different ones I want to go see. But what are you going to go experience? experience? I feel like that's an appropriate yes. way to say going um, to the So Stratford Festival right now has Rent Out, which oh, is awesome. Okay, cool. King Lear is out as well. Someone I know is actually in Rent, which I'm super excited to see him on the stage. Someone I, I know recently him. saw Hamilton. That would be fun to see. Hamilton. Um, there's a sale going on right now until August 15th. Hamilton is in Toronto. So, Connor, if you want to go see Hamilton, let me know. I will go in a yeah, heartbeat. Yeah, we, we can go see Hamilton. Brooke, yeah. Something to I talk tried, about I, on the podcast. I tried to watch it on Disney+. Plus not and the it, same. Yeah, it's just... It, I'm not a huge um, theater, theater, theater person. Yeah. I mean... You dabble. There's, I dabble. There's enjoyment. I definitely, yeah. I'm de yeah. As long as it's not boring and the story's good, then... I'm down. I love musicals. Yeah. So Hamilton is a banger. Exactly. So, and I've listened to a lot of the ha Hamilton songs, yeah. like the soundtrack. And so I tried to watch it, but it's just not. Doesn't it's not the it's same. Not the same experience. No. But yeah, King Lear is also out, and I've heard really good things about King Lear as well, which is also the Stratfest. Um, much ado about nothing, which is unfortunate because I feel like I have to drive all these places, even though we have like a theater place in the area. There's just yeah. nothing that I'm like excited to see this year. Well, the other thing is we're also so close. We're I, so close quotations to such a big city. Yeah, various big cities. Various big cities just that separated by are, the border. are so much more likely to just get those bigger. Exactly. Bigger. But, they have bigger theaters. Yeah. More people. More yeah. likely to get the. Although in our region we have obviously started to get a lot more yeah. shows. Yeah, I'm super excited to. I'm hoping to go see Hamilton. We'll make plans for that, and then I want to go see Rent, which is in Stratford, which is about two hours away. They have King Lear, um, and then I'm also auditioning for a musical come September, which is uh, exciting. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm all about experiences this year. I guess year. we're gonna learn so if Matt can sing. I know. I actually don't because the role I want, he does not have to sing. Well. What type of musical are you in then? That the, there's literally a song in the music in the musical called a musical because the premise so. Let me read you the premise of this musical, and you'll understand why I'm very excited about this. Pause for me typing into my laptop, because I don't want to mess this up here. Dump, dump, dump. So the, this, it's called Something Rotten. It is a musical comedy uh, with a book and music and lyrics by Wayne Kitchpatrick, set in 1595. The story follows the Bottom Brothers, Nick and Nigel, who struggle to find success in the theatrical world as they compete with the wild popularity of their contemporary William Shakespeare. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. So it's literally just a comedy musical about these two brothers being like, why is William Shakespeare getting everything and no one else why is? Why is this guy so popular? Exactly. So there's a whole song. It's an eight-minute song called A Musical. And it's oh. literally one of the brothers talking to the dude and be like, you know what we need to do is a musical. And he goes, what the heck's a musical? And it's just an eight-minute song of just making fun of musicals enough that there is literally a part in the song that goes, wow, that sounds miserable. And the other guy goes, I believe it's pronounced miserable <laughs> and it's, it's just really like it's a fun-filled song and there's a whole like song about shakespeare and like there's a whole song about hating shakespeare yep so i'm pumped to audition which is 
very terrifying. And what role would you but, be auditioning for? Uh, I'm just going to leave it open. Oh, okay. Because, um, again, it's my first time auditioning for community theater. Okay, okay. So I don't want to be like, I want the oh, main guy. I want to play, play Shakespeare. You just want to go in there with Chad energy. Exactly. I will play Shakespeare. Thank you very much, sir. Make sure to bring a skull with you. <laughs> Alas, per Yorick, <laughs> I knew him well. But that's that. That's exciting yeah. stuff. It's uh, on top of, of course, like we mentioned, potential more content coming out on the yeah, we channel. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening, but that's got a lot of stuff going on. That he doesn't feel right unless he uh, passes out. I bed. get stressed if I don't have stress on my plate. <laughs> Always needs to have at least five things going on, or it's life just isn't right. Exactly. Who, who's got time for relationships when you can just be focusing on everything? Relationships, else? sleep. Listen. Sleep is fine. Cuddling the cat. I love my cat. Nice little Bella. My cat's name is Bella for anyone curious. What's that from? Uh, it's named. She's named after Tinkerbell because oh. she is sassy as heck. Your cat is sassy? Yeah. So the person I was dating at the time, we decided to name it Bella because of that. And then she left and I got the cat. So I won. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. You got the sassy cat. Heck yeah. And she loves me. And she, yeah. Anyways. Cats do love you. They do. Cats freaking love me. I've got two cats. Well, the one shows up a lot. Yeah. You, but the other one. From afar. Just chilling. But any, anyways, uh, we could probably wrap this episode up now. Yeah, we've covered, I think we've covered uh, all the nerdums. All the nerdums. I haven't really been reading anything recently other than the Batman comic that I let you borrow. Yeah. He's, uh, he's working through Claymore. Still, yeah. Once he's done that. He'll be jumping up to Berserk, just to the big boy. The big boy, but which I'm, I'm excited for. Exactly, I'm intrigued. That's, I feel like that's the word of the po- that's the word of the podcast for me this episode. For sure, I'm intrigued. Trying some so new, intrigued. new stuff. There's some stuff you're interested in. Exactly. But yeah, um, wh- where will the the people be able to see the short film though? When yeah, uh, when so you re- the it? short film comes out. Three days after this episode releases, actually, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be on YouTube. I'll post it in our Discord. I'll throw it up on our Instagram so you guys can give it a watch. The way it's going to work is the more views it gets, the more likes it gets, the more comments it gets, the more shares it gets, is extra points, higher chance of winning. So if you guys are listening to this, stay tuned for that. I'll throw it in all of our social medias. Give it a watch. Very curious on everyone's opinion. And then you guys can see what I do outside of just the Another podcast. side of Matt. Exactly. The many signs of Matt. Not just reacting to stuff, but doing but stuff. But doing stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, anyways. Hope this you guys, has been uh, a uh, packed all episode. Packed episode, but it's been a good episode. Until then, it's me, Matt. Yeah, it's Matt. It's Connor. And, we'll see uh, you next Wednesday. For another fun-filled episode. Yeah. Bye. TNMP. The Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week.